The face of Latina professionals propels women of color to reach their highest potential through education, community, and self-development. Join us as we come together to provide a platform for Latina voices to connect and be heard on the Face of Latina Professionals podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Latina Professionals podcast. Today, I'm joined by Salma Torres. Salma, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. No, it's a, a pleasure and an honor. Uh, so excited. No, likewise, likewise. <laughs> so why don't we just start? I mean, originally, you're uh, from Chicago, mm-hmm. born and raised, right? No, I was born in Mexico City. Oh, that's right. That's right. I totally forgot about that. So we'll start there, I guess, uh, where the story starts for you. Uh, your family's from Mexico. Yeah, my mom and my dad are for bo- both from Mexico City. My mom is a teacher or was a teacher in Mexico City. And my dad is still an architect. Nice. Yeah, he still lives in, in Mexico. So how, how old were you when uh, you moved here? I was five years old. Oh, okay. So whole life here. Yeah. At least you're the, of memory. Yeah. So I still kind of hear the whole word Chilanga, <laughs> but it's not, I mean, it doesn't really resonate with me because I don't have the same um, cultures of the Chilanga, you know, the, the true sure, sure, sure. Mexico City. But we brought that back to Chicago. Now, did your dad, was your dad, did your dad ever come here or, or did he go back? He visited um, after they got divorced, but maybe once or twice. So was going to Mexico a regular thing for you? No. Oh, okay. No, it was not. We, um, we stayed here. Okay. And I, after we moved, um, my mom got deported. No. And, and yeah. And then I was, I think I was in high school. When she, when she got deported? Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Yeah, and I stayed with my brother for I think it was a whole week. How, how like a uh, much older brother? No, a younger brother. So oh. he we're seven years apart. And you said you stayed with him? Yeah, so I babysat him. Oh, geez. I didn't yeah, even yeah. know like what to do. Yeah. So um yeah, she got deported. She called me from the airport saying, Hey, this is what's happening, blah 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 blah. You know. So it wasn't I'm, even like uh like it wasn't it was totally unexpected. Totally unexpected. <sighs> Yeah. Because oftentimes, I mean, they have to go, you go through you know, trials, processes, yeah. and, then, and then you get a day and you have to leave by a certain time. This right. wasn't that at all. No, no, it was totally like Oh my God. Fast. Yeah. How traumatic was that? It was, yeah, it was definitely a different experience because we, <laughs> growing up, I always was afraid of getting Back. caught, yeah. right? Um, and my mom working illegal jobs and not having papers and stuff like that. So yeah, I remember, um, I think it was over the weekend and she calls me and she's like, okay, this is what's happening. This is what you got to do. You know, take your brother to the daycare and go to school. And I was working at a hot dog job when I, when I was in high school. So I did that for a whole week until my grandma was able to come to Chicago and watch us until wow. she, she was, yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> wow. And you know, that's the thing is that, you know, you don't really appreciate in terms of from the outside looking in when you don't have to deal with those things, but the psychological impact it has to kind of always be looking on your over your shoulder, right? Yeah. Like it's not something that you let go. It's, it's like almost like a, a constant worry that just sits on your shoulder, right? Yeah. So like when I hear people say that, like they're looking out for that or let me yeah, whatever. I'm like, I, you know, it's a joke kind of sort of, but for me, it was always like, damn, I, I know what you're going through. I know what it's like. How would you say that, you know, now, obviously we talked a little bit before uh, jumping in the mic here that, you know, what just life is as, as a Latina and some of those things that, that you've had to experience, how, how did that shape you into becoming, you know, not only the person you are, but obviously the, you know, the mother, the professional, you know, all those things that you've kind of stepped into now, 
um, as you're rewriting your story? Um, that situation? Just in general, yeah. Just, I mean, like, your, your upbringing in that, 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 that it's not like you're here legally, right? Now, now I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I mean, back then, though, but I'm saying back then, you and your mom and that worry, that constant, how did it shape you? Well, I think it was all like, you know, I seeing my mom working. She worked two jobs, you know, just my family. They were very close. We were very close in the beginning. And then, um, you know, just seeing how she she got us from where we were to then, you know, go, going from dif- different schools. And it just, it shaped me to be a better parent to be like, okay, this is not what I want for my, my children. I never want them to suffer the way that I suffered. I never want them to not have a stable home because of, that's how I grew up. I grew up, you know, when I first came to the U.S., we all lived in a garage in Little Village. Jeez. And... Thank God. I don't know how they had this bathroom set up and like a little kitchen set up. But then little by little, my uncle got it. Uh, he got his first house and we lived in the basement. Then my aunt had, um, she bought her home and then we lived in her attic. So there's a lot of things, a lot of struggles and a lot of hard times that I think that that's what made me who I am now as a mother, as a businesswoman, as just even as 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 who I, what I want for myself for the, in the future, Yeah, you know? And, and, you know, I guess kind of a loaded question that I'm going to ask, but you know, as, as you look at your daughters and, you know, beautiful daughters that they, they don't identify with that struggle. They don't, no. they won't ever. Right. No. And, and how, from your perspective where you're, I mean, by nature, you're going to appreciate life a little differently than everybody else. Right. Then they are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how, how do you communicate that through your parenting or, you know, just because things are so different from that. So different. Yeah. The first thing I thought, like, back to your original question, I my first thought was I'm going to buy a home for them where they never feel have to feel like they have to move around, where they can go to the same school, have the same friends. I didn't. So that was, like, my, my goal, my goal in life. Um, and for me to then show my girls like look I did all this but it's so foreign to them I feel like I I drove them to where I grew up and it's like they just don't get it they can't right? identify right yeah. no they're like what what or I'll say oh and I used to work here and I did this and I worked at this hot dog stand and I used to work at this place like yeah mom you used to work everywhere but I don't feel like it really hits them until um they see me now working two jobs they see what time I get home. They see what time I get up. I, they see how hard I work. They see um, how others communicate with me or connect with me, my clients. Or, you know, I work two jobs. I work for a packaging company and I also work the real estate. So for them to kind of see that and how I balance the both, I think hopefully that that's what really resonates with them. Well, I mean, you're... One, just a hard worker, and I think that that's something that should always be uh, admired and respected. I mean, you hear it, right? The the, the hustle culture, right? No the matter hustle. who you are, whether you're an athlete, or yeah. it's, it's it's working harder than everybody else that yeah. determines your success. And so, for that to be, you know, kind of their their role model. I mean, they're already on on a good start, on yeah. a good start. But I guess going back to you know the the word of being Latina, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such an uh, uh, 
a new term, right? Especially because I don't think that the Latin world, right, that Latin America is identifying with being Latina or Latino. Mm -hmm. But yet here in America, it's something that we've had to kind of come up with because it's a way to identify those that come from the South, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anything South of of Texas. Mm -hmm. So what for you in terms of now raising two young Latinas, does that word mean to you? It means family. It really just means family, like coming back home to what we know, whether if it's just dinners or breakfast, like it's just coming back together to us, to what we are. Um, Me having, you know, my daughters from other cultures and other races, I feel like they gravitate back to being Latina. They gravitate back to being um, who we identify with our values with our morals, with our character. I think that that's what really I, I can kind of see the difference between that and, and ours. And I think it's it sometimes stands out, right? Like where just the way we interact with one another, yeah. it's not the way that you can interact with other cultures, right? right? No. And part of it too is that I think we have a, an easier time identifying with other cultures who kind of resonate with that as well, who, mm-hmm. you know, totally different, maybe European or Asian, whatever it is, but they're mm-hmm. African, that you could say, man, there are these similarities that make us more similar in this way than kind of your standard, um, you know, American whatever now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, it, like, and kind of said this before, like there's no better time or no greater opportunity to be a Latina, mm-hmm. right? What do you tell your daughters about that? How, what's the narrative that goes into, you know, uh, owning that for themselves? I mean, just being proud, honestly. I think also just for them to be proud of where they came from, which is me, what I did, what I had to do, what I had to struggle. I think they they have to come back to, to that and being humble. I feel like sometimes like you know, not that all their cultures are not, but I feel like for me, it's like, I tell my girls, I'm like, no, no, like come back to where I'm at, who I was, who, who, what, what I did. And then if you want, then you can, you know, elevate your, your thoughts or your standards. But right now let's, let's bring it back to, to, to our roots. Explain that a little bit to me. So in terms of just the way they approach life, sometimes, yeah, I feel like sometimes they, I, I don't want to say that they're too, um, they're not spoiled because I think that they, at least Alexis, the oldest, she like, she gets it. She, she works two jobs. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's in school. She's in tutoring. So she like, she gets it. But there are times where she's like, you know, the school that she goes to compared to other schools or whatever, you know, I'm like, girl, I, <laughs> I grew up in, in the city. Like it wasn't like this, you know, I walked to school. I didn't drive a nice car to school. Yeah. I didn't have the luxuries that you have. So I have to kind of like bring it back. Yeah. Bring it back to 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 the roots of where it all started. For sure. And I'm thankful. Like I said, I'm I'm <clears throat> thankful for all the things that I went through so I can be able to be like this is this is the the reward. Absolutely. And when I guess you look at well, I mean, growing up, right, I think one of the things that is unfortunately common for, uh, you know, not only Latinos, but just in general, other cultures that students, young young people don't have this community of successful individuals or maybe not even I mean, success is, is, is so vaguely defined. But, you know, that 
a group of individuals or a community that those students can look up to. They can say, look, here's my role models. Here's this. And, you know, conversely, I think it's more so that as as Mexicans, just because I think, you know, both you and I, that's, that's all we can agree on, right? <laughs> Is that we don't know what it's like to be any other uh, Latino race but uh, or culture that we're just taught to work really, 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 really hard. And it almost seems like working hard is valued, but not necessarily the outcome, right? And so sometimes it's a little more in vain than it is to produce something, right? Mm-hmm. How how do you see yourself now with this story, knowing that those things didn't exist, but yet now there are still many who are coming you know, illegally mm-hmm. today? So it's not like the, the narrative has changed, but now things are starting to shape out a little differently that those like you mm-hmm. who came here now all of a sudden are, are, have a different story. Yeah. How do you see that relationship when you see other people who are coming here for the first time and going through some of those struggles, right? What goes through your head? What What are some of the, the hopes that you have to change that? I mean, I did see the, oh, was it a year ago where there was a mom and bringing in her kids and she was like I'm not stopping I'm I'm moving forward I know they're gonna pull me over I know and to me it's like damn like I know what that's like I know that it's gonna be hard I'm hoping that now it's easier than it was back then for me and my mom um but I don't I don't know I think it's it's just we all have a story we all have a struggle I'm just hoping that whether if it's a system or the government or social media, whatever, that hopefully life is a little little bit easier for them than it was for me. Then um, I just feel like we're all going to have to have our own version of our struggle. Yeah. We're all going to have the, the, the sacrifice and the hard work. But it's like how, what, what we do with that. We're not giving opportunities when we're illegal. No. We're not giving a lot of opportunities because we're Latinos. We just have to strong work harder. And that's in a way it's good, but in a way it's like, damn. We shouldn't have to overwork ourselves to get where we are. But I think that that's just in our nature. That's just, you know, we 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 want this lifestyle. I'm very thankful to this country for everything that has given me. I've I never want to change its what it is. America has given me a lot of opportunities. I'm very, very thankful. But it's been very, very hard as well. Equally as hard to to overcome a lot of things. For sure. And, you know, one of the things that I just find challenging, especially when we're trying so hard to change things for ourselves, our communities, right? That, And I say change to your point, right? That um, unfortunately government isn't going to be the change, right? We have to be that change. We mm-hmm. have to see it. We have to... Um, you know, demand it, expect it, all that. But then also conversely, just that you see that, um, like as I mentioned, as, as a community, we didn't have anybody to look up to, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're, you're you're doing that. And the one thing that I've been so proud of and just kind of shocked, to be honest with you, I didn't expect it, but that Latinas are now the most uh, educated, you know, they're they're basically progressing beyond all other subcultures yeah. uh, in this country. Yeah. And that is, that, that's just like remarkable, right? right? That all those things are leading to, to a brighter future. Oh, 100%. You know, for that Latino community. But, you know, I guess there's still that question of of what you, I guess in a way saying, it's almost like an imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. That there's this narrative that's playing. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a record that that we're all listening to. And some of us are going, yeah, that's not, you know, this, there's got to be more to that, right? Right. What is it going to take, or in your opinion, or maybe things that you've done or evolved 
to break away from that mold of, you know, I'm not worthy of these things or Mm -hmm. I don't deserve this or, you know, because I was raised this way. This Mm -hmm. is not part of my future. How, 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 How does one break away from that? I think it's what you mentioned earlier. I do deserve these things. I do. I've worked hard. I do deserve, you know, the 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 sparkling water. I do deserve <laughs> the the nice things in life. And I think looking back to our previous conversations, I think you're right. I think we are so it's installed in us like we're not we, we shouldn't have the first class seat. I, at least I that's how I thought. I shouldn't. I can't. And it's funny because now when I do travel with my kids, I do want to show them the good things in life. Yeah. I do want them to show, I do, I do want to show them, give them a good education because I didn't have one. I didn't have the the vacations that, they're, that they have now. So I think it's in, in us to show the younger generation, like, hey, you work hard, you go to school, this is what you, because, you know, my mom came, she didn't go back to school. She didn't teach again. She had, you know, just jobs cleaning hotel rooms or hot dog stands or restaurants or waitressing mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, it wasn't like what I would as- aspire my mom to be you not know, coming from Mexico City, seeing her in a career, you know. So I hope that now the new ger- generation that is coming to this country or that is growing up, looking up and like, okay, I can be that. I can have that. I can have that and then some. Yeah, no. I think I started too late to recognize that. Hey, too late. Who says it's too late? Well, I mean, if I would have taken <laughs> no, a little bit of more, like, There's I always got regret, this. right? You can always regret things. No, I know. I think it's just like, like you said, have the confidence. Like, you know what? I do got this. Yeah, and, you know, I, I uh, obviously looking back at your life, you can always say how this affected you or that affected mm-hmm. you, you know, and, and actually, to, to be honest, as we're sitting here, I kind of had an epiphany of <laughs> my own growing up, right? That mm-hmm. we, uh, my parents were just very, I guess, responsible with money, right? They, mm-hmm. they paid their bills, you know, they had great credit scores, like it was mm-hmm. something that they valued very much, but never, saving was never like a big thing. Um, but the one thing that my dad, I think, did for me that gave me the greatest sense of confidence, right? Because it's not like I could go into a store and say, I want this, and my parents are going to buy it. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, my dad would allow me to order anything I wanted from the restaurant that we were at. Wow. So it wasn't like we were going to the fanciest, most expensive restaurants. Mm-hmm. But when you're like testing as a kid and you don't know the difference between whatever, and you see right. a price and you're like, I'm going to order this just out of it being the most expensive thing. Because mm-hmm. that's when my, right. my head went. He wouldn't say no. Wow. So growing up, I had almost this sense of, not entitlement, right? Because, but that I deserved it. Yeah. And so I always carried that through life, which was a very different narrative than I saw in a lot of other Latinos. I kind of showed up like, hey, this is, the world's my oyster too, you know? And so it's it's hard for me to 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 tell anyone like you know be this way or think this way yeah. when it's not fair if if you didn't grow up you know right. with a similar story. But my daughter does think the way you do. Yeah, the older one. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, you know, and she she doesn't think that there's a price tag to a lot of things. <laughs> Which again, it's it could be a good thing, but it could be a you know like oh well you know like you don't know how long it cost me to have that. But in a way, it's like, well, Doesn't I, matter, right? I do want her to know that there's really good things in life. And it's not just the price tag. It's not just material things, just anything, even the moment when we're in in our element, when it's family. I want them to be like, this is this is good. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah. Enjoy it. And don't worry about the price tag. One of the things that we had talked about beforehand was just 
and, you know, toxic relationships and mm. how, unfortunately, I think just in, in that Latino community and, um, you know, that there's, there's a lot of negative self-talk and there's a lot of, ah, you think, ni te crees, or, you know, what, ¿quién te crees, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, just by having thoughts, right? They're having maybe bigger thoughts than what you were programmed to believe growing up. Mm-hmm. What was it for you that... Like kind of like I've had enough of of, of being this way because it seems like you did. It seems like you had a kind of an epiphany and decided yeah. things have to change, and it yeah. starts with me, and it starts with what for you? What was that biggest catalyst for change? I think for me, when it was about five, six years ago. Okay. Um, you know, now I'm a single mom, but at the time, I was with my daughter's father, and I was like, you know. I love my life. Life is great. I have my family because that was my big thing in my mm-hmm. mind. Like I have to have my family together, blah, 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 blah. And I think it just it just hit me. I remember I was in my kitchen table and I was like, this cannot be the rest of my life. Like, yes, I'm happy because I have my family together. But this is this is this is it. That there's nothing more to this. And I yeah. feel like I want it more. I had to, like I told you, I had to hit rock bottom and I hit it a lot of times. But that specific moment, I was like, I got I to I gotta move pieces and I got to move people around, whether if it's family, if it's relationships, if it's friends, to really get to the core of who I am and what I want, not only out of life, out of myself, out of my relationships, you know? So I had to, I had to really, really like unveil who I really wanted to be. And I could have been toxic too. I had to really get therapy. I had to be like honest with myself. Like, this is not okay. I'm not doing any justice to this person and neither is he to me. And equally for that reason, we're not good parents. So. Well, I appreciate that. That's, uh, you know, very vulnerable. Very, and, very know, vulnerable. It's very vulnerable. And, um, you know, I can see how you've evolved to where you're at because it takes that those tough, you know, thoughts and then conversations and just facing reality, right? Like yeah. your reality yeah. uh, from that regard. Um, what advice would you give the Latinas listening that are thinking, man, I'm stuck in this situation or, you know, I'm just unhappy with the way things are and I, I want what, whatever she's drinking, I want, I want to be drinking from that too. Well, I think we talked about this too. I think it's not so much like one thing. It's not just one magic pill and that's it. I think, you know, even through our conversations, like one, be very, very vulnerable to, with yourself and it's like, okay. What do I really want? For me, it happened when I had to, I wrote things down like, okay, I don't want this relationship. I don't want this job. I don't want this lifestyle. I don't want this habit, whatever it was. Like I needed to change and I wanted to be a better person for my children, mother for my children, you know, friend for my friends, mom, daughter, all this, all those things. So I had to really dig in. And the one advice I would say is just, I don't know. I mean, it's not, it's so cliche, work hard and go get therapy or get rid of him. You know, it's just a combination of a lot of little things that it has. I have to kind of tell you and show you, this is what I do. This is what I would do if I was in that situation with so-and-so or business or, you know, I think my mindset changed, honestly, when I started doing yoga and meditating and working out and that I just didn't have time for a lot of drama I didn't have time for a lot of BS or energy for at that point when you yeah exactly like 
if I if you see my lifestyle now and it's not just oh she works out so much and that's it no I think it's like it's a combination of and I I carve time away from my kids I, t- I carve time away from myself you know I, things that I didn't do before things where I felt like I was selfish if I took a day off or whatever you know especially being back to the Latina word like we have to work hard and we have yeah. to and we never really enjoy when when you see success yeah. okay now what's the next thing what's 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 coming what's what should I get next what should I buy next and it's like enjoy the moment yeah really enjoy who you are now stay present be in be in the moment enjoy who you are enjoy the cup of, cup of coffee it's okay no one's gonna come after you anymore <laughs> <laughs> I love that I really do and if you're out there listening and, and you love that too and would love to connect with Salma, I would encourage you, uh, highly encourage you to reach out to her, you know, for, for any reason, but she just has a great energy and, and a beautiful personality. And you can do so by filling out the form. She'll get that directly. But Salma, I just want to thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>